This is the Timothy Project Podcast, and we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and I am uh, thrilled to introduce this podcast today. Uh, There's an interesting uh, dynamic in this. Uh, I actually recorded this podcast with a friend of mine for a different uh, podcast. Uh, It's called Christ in All, and it is a podcast I do uh, with different types of questions and answers uh, regarding biblical matters and philosophical, theological matters. And But after recording, it felt like it would be really good for us as pastors and ministry leaders, missionaries, to think through why uh, taking care of our bodies matter. Why does physical well-being even matter in the scope of uh, work uh, in the church and in the mission of God. And so uh, I hope that you will find this to be uh, beneficial to you and fruitful. Uh, again, I'm thankful for this brother who spent time, Caleb Foxworth, that spent time uh, with me in this podcast and hope that it is beneficial for you. So enjoy. Caleb, how are you doing today? That's right. I'm good. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I, I said that, yeah. then I was like, man, Nailed I it. hope I didn't say that wrong. Uh, Caleb is operations manager, I believe, operations director at Coyote CrossFit Fitness, Coyote Fitness, yeah. and uh, multiple locations uh, here in Mississippi. Yeah, we um, have five locations. Awesome. And uh, Caleb uh, is a guy that I have communicated some with. I am a member of that, that gym, um, and... Uh, recently kind of went through some trying to do some things healthier, uh, even specifically on the food side. I've been exercising there for a while, but I thought it would be good. Um, this is a, one of those topics that lots of us don't like talking about because we know it, it forces some change for us. Um, but discipline is a part of what we've been called to do as believers. And so um, I, I really just kind of wanted to ask uh, Caleb if you could speak to us a little bit about why is it important as believers to care for, steward this this body well, and then kind of from that, what are some ways, practical ways for us to do just that? Yeah, I think uh, that's a question that comes up a lot, whether, um, you know, depending on people's goals, a lot of people have very different goals and expectations for their body and their physical health, but Ultimately, everything that we're called to do as believers is going to be done with our body, you know, yeah. physically, with our brain, even the way we think and pray. Um, and oftentimes we can take that for granted, sure. especially in a context of surplus when it comes to mm-hmm. food and access to food that we have here sure. in the U.S. Um, and so for, for a lot of people, it becomes a thing where you're really passionate and pursuing your mission and your mm-hmm. calling but the the physical health is a limiter in that. And oftentimes people don't even know how much of a limiter it is sure. because they maybe have been living with the expectation that, oh, when I get to 50, 60, I'm going to stop being able to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Or I expect to get older and not be able to, uh, to uh, go on certain trips or to perform certain tasks or to... Um, you know, physically just not be able to do as much as I used to do. Right. And what we know is that a lot of that is simply a um, an educational thing that many people don't know what is a healthy lifestyle. And so a lot of times we do get in that cycle of, you know, over the course of decades, our health deteriorates. And for me, I'm especially passionate about helping people see that they can get in the best shape of their life at any age yeah. because of what we know now that we didn't know 20 years sure. ago about health and nutrition. 
but specifically being able to see people as they add years to their life and they add experience and wisdom to be even more impactful as they get older, as opposed to their impact being lessened because they're more sedentary. Sure. And so sure. For, for believers specifically, it's it's living with the expectation that as you grow in wisdom, that you're also physically going to continue to be capable sure. to do and to think as healthier or as healthy as you ever have in your life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a guy who grew up playing sports, uh, very physically active, ran as an adult, kind of doing that kind of thing. For me, a shift was, so uh, one of my children... Um, I don't even know if you know this part about me, but one of my children uh, has spina bifida. And so she's in a wheelchair and she is incredibly, uh, man, she's a force to be reckoned with and uh, <laughs> athletic in a whole other way. It's, it's incredible. But even for me, so I was, I was actively running. Uh, my wife was actively walking, but both of us realized, okay, we're actually going to probably need to be picking up a chair and a person, a wheelchair, and that kind of thing. So there, there's something more than just running, right? There's something more than just walking. Those are good things, but there is something else. So for us, we kind of shifted gears to something, some, to weightlifting, to some things that we kind of thought, uh, when I, when you were talking about kind of longevity mm-hmm. uh, and and adding years and being able to, to care for others in particular ways, I think about, yeah, it's the, it's getting up out of the chair with greater ease might have helped that I did a deadlift, <laughs> you know, uh, for all those years, those kind of things. The, the, the thought of, I think for a lot of us, we take the movement that we do through throughout the day for granted mm-hmm. uh, until we can't do it. Yeah. Or we see someone who's not capable yeah. of doing what we're able to do. Um, and when you don't do something, you lose the ability to do it yeah. over time. And so um, it's easy to fall into these traps of thinking that, oh, weightlifting is for looks. or right. And we forget that anytime you pick anything up, you're doing weightlifting. Or anytime right. you sit up out of a chair or off the toilet, whatever yeah, it is, walk right. upstairs, you're doing a single leg squat. And yeah. so... Um, the 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 way our muscle is made is that we need to be constantly adapting, or else we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be losing. We know that every starting at age thirty, every ten years, you're losing three to five percent of your muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And if you do the math, at 60, 70 years old, all of a sudden you start to lose a significant amount of muscle sure. that protects your joints, it protects your internal organs, mm-hmm. and um, and then also not to mention all the things that you maybe need to need to do in a moment that if you haven't been doing, sure, your body's not going to be prepared for that. Yeah. And so uh, there's the protective side of that, but also just the preventative side of if I fall, muscle is what's going to protect me from breaking bones. And sure. the expectation that as you get older, falls happen and breaks happen, and they can be extremely debilitating. They can even be the downward trajectory of, yeah. of many years that end up leading to your death and yeah. just even the mental health, the side of not moving what that does for your brain. And so sure. connecting the dots to to some of the tasks that you do during the day is I think what helps people be motivated to maybe make some changes mm-hmm. and realize that we take a lot of our movement for granted. Yeah, that's good. So so I heard you say even there kind of early on in that conversation like we want to be on mission. Mm-hmm. So we we feel like we are should be rightfully passionate about making Christ known. We want to be a part of whether that means literally uh like hiking to the places where there are people who don't know Jesus or it's walking across the neighbor or it's helping someone. I think about all of these things like helping someone unload their car. Like All of these pieces and parts are all about 
Like you still have to do use your body to be able to get to those people. Absolutely. And here's the one. So you mentioned those. Those are very obvious. I think um, everyone can see the benefit of yeah. being able to get somewhere that maybe it's is a little harder to get sure. to. Um, doing something with your family that's a little bit harder to do where you maybe don't want to miss that experience. Yeah. Well, there's also the side that I see most often that is the amount of energy that you have that makes the normal daily task uh-huh. not feel as burdensome. That's okay. the one that will affect 99% of your life. You know, the hiking, the mission sure. trip to Peru where you're hiking yeah, yeah, up, yeah. you know, that may be something that you do once a lifetime. But every weekend, the feeling of it's the end of the week, I'm worn out on Saturday, and right. I just don't have a good attitude about whether it be helping mm-hmm. the neighbor with something, sure. much less being proactive. We're just kind of surviving and so the experience of every weekend for the rest of your life, whether or not your energy level is up or in, if your energy level is down, I see it because I personally have yeah. experienced this. My attitude towards helping my wife, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have kids, but the attitude I see our parents, how much more willing and physically active they are yeah. with their kids, their mental, the the mindset shift to activity is not burdensome, but activity is what makes me thrive yeah mentally is where you really see people's focus change and that's where I think as believers not just having the falling into the same routine of you know I get done with work and I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. but I get done with work and I'm I go to the gym and I feel better and I'm more energetic after I leave yeah that's what creates I think the biggest change and that energy change is what really I think the gospel kind of helps uh or where non-believers and people in our community really see the gospel shine through when you are energetic and you are willing to go the extra mile for little things that can create impact in those people. And it all starts with the simplest things about food and nutrition that maybe we, you know, that a lot of people don't know. And so that's why we're really passionate about sharing that. Yeah. So, so we talked some about exercise. That's like a normal thing, especially as like the fitness guy, right? I mean, even you, you help run a gym Mm -hmm. or multiple gyms, but Help us think through, you even told me, uh, or even how we kind of got to know each other better was through a nutrition challenge side of the the gym. And so help us think through a little bit. You just mentioned um, simple things about food. Help us think through some of those simple things about food that will, yeah, that can help us take care of our bodies. Yeah, we live in a a society of excess when it comes Mm -hmm. to food. And when we say food, we're really... We're talking about calories. I think for a lot of people, they think healthy is green and not healthy is out to eat. Well, that can be true, mm-hmm. but ultimately, if you eat too much of really healthy foods, you're still going to experience the side effects mm-hmm. of overeating. Um, when we overeat, we end up storing that. God's made our body to store excess for further use, and that's body fat. Mm-hmm. And the side effects, though, of living in constant inflammation and having excess body fat makes it harder to do tasks that are simpler if you don't have that. Mm -hmm. And so what we try to help people understand is that we don't want to get all into there's so many fad diets and there's so much confusion around what is healthy. And we really just try to help people for the first time maybe understand how much they're actually eating and that so much of their life experience can be changed from, for a lot of people, it is lowering how much they eat but helping understand where their calories are coming from mm-hmm. and that, you know, sometimes the salad with dressing is the, is for their goal, the worst possible option. Right, right. You know, the chicken sandwich may be a better option. Yeah. So we really just try to help educate people on what are you consuming right now? What would you like to change or what would create that mm-hmm. change that helps make you a more effective person? 
in your mission, yeah. in your life, and then helping people kind of take the next steps to minimizing those time, those things. For a lot of people, it's just we live in a go mentality. So for us, the easy choice is fast food. Yeah. And the easy choice is a very high-calorie, compact meal that doesn't stay very filling. Yeah. Because the hard choice is to go home and cook for an hour with kids running around and sure. different things. And so we try to help people practically say, what are foods that you can buy that are already cooked? So the mm-hmm. easy choice is to go home. You're going to have more time every day because you're going to go home and it doesn't have to be a seven course you right, know, right, right. meal with asparagus and grilled chicken and you know all the, all the things people think of with healthy. Sure. It can sure. be a lot simpler. And for a lot of people, it's just kind of understanding, oh, this one choice I'm making over the course of 20 weeks is leading to an excess of potentially what could be 10 pounds. Sure, sure. And when you do that, it makes uh, it makes your understanding of nutrition a lot simpler. Sure. Puts a lot less pressure on, uh, on us. Yeah, for me, one of the things that stuck out um, most recently, and I, I, it's not like I didn't know this, and I'm sure lots of our listeners are thinking, okay, I know that. It's about practicing it, right? But for me, it was like switching to water. Um, the making a goal of how much water I intake a day. Well, if I'm trying to drink a hundred ounces of water every day, then in order to do that, that means I can't drink uh, sodas the same or Coke, Dr. Pepper, sweet tea, whatever, because I, <laughs> I don't have the space to, I, I also, I'm trying to drink a hundred ounces of water and not drink, drink all of the calories that I have kind of said, I'm going to eat this many calories. Well, if I drink my calories then I've kind of, wasted it. It's hard to just cut something. Right. It's much easier to start with a goal of mm-hmm. being active towards something. Yeah. So for a lot of people, we consume liquid calories that would are the equivalent. And especially when you get to sugar and the effect that sugar has on your sure. body long term. Um, that's a whole nother, that's another episode. But we, <laughs> for, for a lot of people, it can be as, like you said, as simple as when I replace sugary drinks or even caffeinated drinks in the afternoon with water, Exercise is easier. I don't bring in as much caffeine, so yep. sleep comes a little quicker. Um, minimizing the amount of calories that I consume from liquids, and so I don't feel any less full, but I'm consuming less calories. Mm-hmm. And so over the course of three months, four months, even for some six weeks, yeah, all of a sudden you're losing body fat, not really changing anything. You're still going through Chick-fil-A with the family yeah. if you got to, but you're consuming less calories. You're consuming less sugar. Um you're sleeping better, yeah, and you're more full, and workouts feel easier, sure, because sure. you're, you're hydrated. That's good. So, one thing like that can make a huge difference. Sleep is another one. We talk about sleep a lot as yeah. a part of the challenge because for most people, when you don't sleep enough, your body's hormones are flipped, and you're you're having to fight hunger hormones that your body is producing, and so you are starving, and it's easier to make unhealthy choices, those food craving choices, those comfort foods, because your body has not gotten enough rest. And so it's trying to replace that energy with food energy. And so when you don't sleep good and you're driving through and all of a sudden McDonald's look, you know, or a chicken biscuit looks really comforting from a source of energy and it just perpetuates that cycle. So uh, lots of different areas to go in, but it's sometimes simpler than, than people make it seem. Yeah. One of the things that I think would be really helpful, just as a listener, remember that, like you, you said, this God has designed our bodies certain ways, including the need for rest. It's from the onset of creation that we need that. 
And sometimes I think both in us trying to uh, take comfort from food, uh, in us trying to pretend like we don't need as much sleep as the next guy, um, when there's nothing that research says that that's true at all. <laughs> but, but it's like we're trying to be godlike. And remember, God is the one who doesn't need rest. But God designed us for rest. God doesn't need to eat, but he designed us to need to eat. And so when we are uh, caring for what he has given us in our body to, to, to store up the right way, in some ways it is a reminder of our uh, constant need for him that uh, we, we cannot, you know, we, we can't do it on our own. And in order for it to, to happen at its maximum, in order for him to get the greatest glory, there is a stewardship of that resource. If you see your body as a resource uh, that, that we're supposed to steward well. And so this wasn't, isn't just a nutrition talk or an exercise talk. This is a, about how we use this for the glory, how we use what God's given us for his glory. Uh, do you have anything else you would add to practically or otherwise? You know, I think for, for most people, this can be a really overwhelming topic again. Yeah, and, there, yeah, yeah. and even as a nutrition coach, when I sit down with people, we spend a lot of time talking sure. about um, the factors that play into it. We eat in community, so yeah. there's a there's even that side of it where sure. it's not just about me, my family, but ultimately everyone, it comes down to what is, what's the driving force of wanting to sure. be healthy. And for all of us, I think when we, the ultimate driving force for our health is that as believers, we feel like God's called us to something, and He has given us this gift of time and, mm-hmm. and our our physical capacity to do that. And I think that is the ultimate driving force for why we need to tithe our time and rest, you yeah. know, and why we need to spend, trade the comfort for doing something that may be just better for us, mm-hmm. is it's going to make us more impactful for what He's called us to do in the first place. Yeah. And so I think remembering why you're wanting to make the changes is going to help, because ultimately it comes down to it's for a lot of people, it is a comfort choice versus a purposeful yeah. choice. And so getting to that, sometimes you have to start with, what's the real reason I want this? What's yeah. the real reason I believe in this? And then it makes the tangible choice a lot simpler and a lot easier in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any uh, suggestions on resources that would be helpful in any of this? So I think... That's a great question. Um, we do a podcast every week. Yeah, okay. The Coyote Fitness Podcast. We talk about nutrition a lot because yeah. with you know almost 700 members of our gyms in Mississippi yeah. and an audience that's greater and our nutrition clients that are all over, yeah. um, we we speak to a lot of these and we can mm-hmm. dig into it's a sure. little bit more detail into specifics of those things. So that's a great resource. Um, we, of course, any every coach at our gyms is, is a nutrition coach. Yep. And so... Um, you know, with our different facilities, having someone in that one-on-one setting to talk to you about your relationship with food and your family and who you eat with can really help contextualize the, the things that you're, you're going through. So, um, social media, Coyote Fitness, any of the Coyote Fitness locations, Coyote Fitness MS for Mississippi, and then, um, Coyote Nutrition on Instagram. And I, I, you know, Caleb Foxworth, CFMS is, uh, what I use for, For that, and I try to give as much information away as possible. Sure, so, great. 
Well, Caleb, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, big help to us. And I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, even if you didn't really like all that it might have meant for you, I hope that it's been helpful for you. If you think so, please rate or review and share it on your social media. And thank you for listening.